It's May 3rd, 2022. My name is Jimmy Van, and it is time to know your news tonight. My guest is a TV host and producer. She's a media personality, and she also has experience eliminating somebody from a battle royal. Her name is Denise Salcedo. Denise, how are you? What's up? I'm glad to be here. Can't wait. <laughs> awesome. All right. So you know what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you about 10 news stories that are stupid, funny, and weird. I'm going to get your reaction, and I'm going to ask you some questions along the way. All right? I'm ready. All right. Let's start with story number 10. So this is reported by KPRC2 News out of Houston, Texas. Denise Salcedo, have you ever been in trouble with the law? Um, if I lie, is that okay? No, I've never been in trouble with the law. <laughs> Anything? I'm not under oath during this. No, you're not under oath during this. But I, I'm not talking like first degree felonies. I'm not thinking oh. that you've done hard time. But have you ever, like anything, like, I don't know, a, a speeding ticket? Have you spent a night in a, in the drunk tank? No, I've never, but I did get in trouble as a kid in high school, though, uh, for ditching school, and that did not go well. And it was a whole long story, but it got pretty scary. Really? Yeah. You come off to me like a very studious person. Like, I can't imagine I you am, spending. But I used to ditch school a lot, like a lot. Really? <laughs> See the yes. things you learn. This is this is one of the reasons why I do this because you learn stuff about people, you know. Well, yes. In this story, there's a 27 year old woman. Her name is Kashante Shamira Harris. She was arrested and taken into custody in Houston. Before I tell you what she did, her mugshot's pretty telling. So Joel Pearl put up her mugshot. There it is right there. Now, oftentimes when people get, you know, arrested and they do their mugshot, sometimes they look distraught. Sometimes they look upset. This girl looks damn well happy getting that mugshot taken. She looks pretty content. Denise, what did Miss Harris do? Um, I have a feeling she shoplifted at a makeup store because she's got the eyelashes and they look great. And she kind of looks like she has her makeup done for the most part. Her hair is a little messed up, but uh, I have a feeling she did some shoplifting at a, like a makeup store or something. Shoplifting. Interesting. So the father of her children arrived to drop off their five-month-old daughter because the daughter had spent the weekend with him. So he was dropping off the five-month-old daughter. He arrived with his new girlfriend. And as a result, Miss Kashante Shamira Harris shot him. <laughs> How sad. Did he die? <laughs> no, he was shot twice. Oh. Once in the arm, once in the leg. He suffered non-life-threatening injuries. The girlfriend was not injured. Miss Harris was charged with uh, aggravated robbery with a deadly weapon, as well as uh, deadly conduct, discharging a firearm. You're engaged, Denise. But was he cheating on her, or was it like they were separated already? Oh, he had the new girlfriend. So he had already moved on. Well, what do you think? Do you think he just picked her up on the sidewalk when he's dropping the kid off? I don't know. He could have had like two girlfriends. You know, that happens a whole lot. So I was <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. But in this case, I think he's just, he had the daughter for the weekend, probably with the new girlfriend, brought her there. He got shot. He did not die. So it's all good. So my question for you, you know, you're engaged now. Has an ex-boyfriend ever pissed you off? to such a degree that you considered violence or even reacted in a violent way? Um, maybe not an ex-boyfriend. I don't think I've ever reacted in a way where I'm like, ah, the angriest I ever got was actually with the man that's going to marry me, my fiance. So he's seen my ugly side. Uh, he made me really mad one time. I don't even remember what it was, but I was eating a salad and I got so angry. Um, like, it, it, like a force took over me and I got my fork and I was like, ah, I smashed the fork and the fork went flying. 
That's the meanest thing I've ever done. But okay, I, I but I felt anger that day, like real, real anger. When you said you picked up that fork, I thought we were talking like a Friday the 13th thing coming. That's what I thought, that's where I thought we were going with that. No, I smashed it on the table and, and then the, it ricocheted like off the table and into the door. Um, thankfully, like he was on the opposite side, but that's how angry I was at like that. But that's the most angry I've ever been. Awesome. Sean Rossap's taking notes today. Let's move on to story number nine. This was reported by the Melrose Police Department out of Melrose, Massachusetts. I asked you if you've been in trouble with the law before. Uh, let's talk car crashes. You know, you've seen car crashes on TV. You're a wrestling fan. You've seen car crashes in the world of pro wrestling. Have you ever been involved in a car crash? Yes. Really? Yes. Were you behind the wheel? Yes. Let's hear it. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm revealing so much. <laughs> okay. Keep in mind, I was a young girl, okay? And I went to the mall for Christmas to go buy my mom a sweater for Christmas. And I, there was a car accident. And you know what they say? If you're distracted looking at a car accident, chances are you're going to get into a car accident. So I was still, I didn't have a license. I was still in my permit. And I had my little cousin who was like four years younger than me in the car with me. And so I was looking at the accident and didn't press the brakes. And I crashed into the car in front of me, but it was just like a little bit of a bump, like just a little bit, you know, just a little bit, but a it was bit. enough to get me the cops to, they were right there already. So they ended up coming over and my mom and my aunt had to come and get me. And it just looked really bad because I didn't have a driver's license. I was driving with my permit and I had my cousin who was like 10 years old in the car with me. So <laughs> it was not a good situation, but I didn't get like super in trouble. I just got yelled at. You were just a heinous criminal, Denise Salcedo. Well, in this particular story, so the Melrose PD responded to a crash and they found a 53-year-old woman with a learner's permit who was practicing driving at the time of the crash. Fortunately, both her and her passenger were not injured. Where was she practicing her driving, you think? Was she practicing like a normal person would say like a warehouse lot or maybe like a empty street? Was she practicing on the freeway? <laughs> that would be interesting too. She was practicing at a cemetery. What? With she the was, tombstones and everything? She was driving an older model Range Rover, which is not a small car. She lost control. I mean, how fast can you be driving in a cemetery? But she lost control and she crashed into the headstones. She knocked over a total of eight headstones. Several of them sustained damage. Fortunately, they were able to like upright them all. I don't know if it was like a Domino's thing, you know, where you start with one and they just, ch -ch -ch -ch, but they were able to upright them all. Because uh, members of the Department of Public Works, they responded to the scene and they were able to get it done. Would it ever cross your mind to test your driving skills out at a cemetery? Like if you, you know, you, you were in a car crash there when you were a kid. If you ever needed to just kind of polish up them skills because maybe you're taking a drive to Canada, would you, you know, go to a cemetery to, to test that out? No, because I'm really afraid of cemeteries. I can't even look at them. Like if I drive past them, I look the other way. I just find them so scary. So I don't even look at them. So I wouldn't go there. No. Have you ever heard the stories about people that like they hold their breath when they drive by a cemetery and stuff like no, that? No, but I turn the other way. Really? Every single time? Yes, every single time. Something really scary actually happened to me. And this was really sad. So I was driving in the car with my fiance and there was this building and it had a bunch of you could like they were still building it, but you can see like the foundation of it. And it had like a bunch of like little floors. And I told my fiance, oh, my God, they're really messing up that building. The floors are so tiny. Who's going to fit in there? And then he's like, Denise, those are not 
like it's not a building. It's going to be an extension of the cemetery. They're going to put caskets in there. And I it ruined my entire month. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you, like, I didn't know that was a thing. And I just felt so depressed. And I don't drive down that street anymore. It's been a year and I still don't drive down that street. And it's a pivotal street because that's the street you used to take the to get on the freeway. I don't take that street anymore. Because you're still like injured mentally from the whole. Yes. Really? Yes. The building, I still have it in my mind. I'm thinking about it right now. This this podcast is not only going to be about stupid news, but it's going to be therapeutic too. <laughs> I feel therapeutic. It was terrible. <laughs> it was scarring. <laughs> I Let's can't. I don't like caskets, and I don't like cemeteries. I don't like any of it. Were you a fan of the Undertaker? Um, I mean, sure, but not like to an extreme. Like, I'm not like a hardcore Undertaker fan. Okay, okay. What's in your background there? I got to see there. You got Brett the Hitman Hart back there. Okay, interesting, interesting boy. I'm learning a lot about you today. Let's move on to story number eight. This was reported by the Daily Mail. So you live in California? Yes. And I'm sure you dealt with some COVID restriction, right? Not as much yes. as I did here in Ontario, Canada, but I'm sure you dealt with some COVID restriction. How COVID conscious are you? Like, do you, did you follow the statistics? Did you follow like the, 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 how many people are positive in a day? How many people passed away in a day? How COVID conscious are you following stats and guidelines and all that? So I was the person that wore gloves to the gas station and to the grocery store because I was afraid I don't touch shopping carts. That's another thing. I still don't do that to this day. Uh, I don't like to touch shopping carts. Um, and so that's I would say I'm very, very COVID conscious, especially in the beginning. Uh, I was the person that would read all the articles. I would go and like see the numbers on that one website where you just kept seeing the ticker go up. So very COVID conscious, I would say. Okay, so the province of Quebec here in Canada, they dealt with a lot of restriction, even more restriction than I dealt with here in, in the province of Ontario, Canada. Uh, the Ministry of Health and Social Services, they got their own official Twitter channel or Twitter account. And that's where they post all of the statistics, you know, about how many people have COVID and, and, and the death rate and all that. They've got over 100,000 followers that check out their Twitter what they do is on a regular basis, they will post an update with a link to their web portal. And the web portal is where they got all the data and all the statistics. Something happened recently on their Twitter account when they posted a, a link to the web portal. What happened, Denise? Uh, it took them to an inappropriate website. When Did you hear this story or are you guessing? Link? No, I'm guessing. Joel Prohl, do you have the, the tweet that went up? So that's the tweet that went up. It's in English and French because it's Quebec and, and, and they're bilingual. And as you can see, there's the link to the, to, the, uh, to the website. The problem was that link right there, it went to a foot fetish porn video on Pornhub. <gasps> was it by accident or was it on purpose? Well, no, no, it was by accident. They're not doing that on purpose. So you but... think the social media person was like looking at that and accidentally copied and pasted the wrong link? You're damn sure. That must be what it was. It took more than 30 minutes for them to figure out that that mistake had happened, meaning that for 30 minutes, anybody that was curious, how many COVID positives are there today? They're going to a foot fetish video on Pornhub. And you just said it, Denise, the person working the social media account. Now, I'm not going to make accusations because I haven't read you know, the, the news about what happened to this person. You know, sometimes, Denise, when you copy a link and then when you go to paste it and it doesn't take. So like whatever the previous link was, that's the one that it pastes. Yes. I think that's what happened. I'm thinking that's what happened. And so my question is, okay, so they're at work and they're checking out porn fe uh, foot fetish videos. How good was this video that they needed to copy and paste it? 
And where were they going to send it, Denise? That means, okay, there's two theories here. One, they have a personal file where they copy and paste their favorite porns and they have the link or two they were sending it to a friend or a blog or no not a friend or either like a dm group that's my two theories do you keep a, a list of like, oh your no links? but i could imagine that oh, why you, else would you need to copy and paste the link you came up with the theory fast okay so but I, it's just like very obvious because i like to copy and save links but like for job searches and stuff like that but not for porn i would never all right. Well, the ministry later had to tweet out a statement. Uh, Joel Pearl, do you have the statement that they tweeted out? They said, due to a situation beyond our control, Denise, a link with inappropriate content was posted on our Twitter account. We're looking for the causes. We're sorry for the inconvenience. Yeah, beyond our control. There's definitely a social media person copy and paste and maybe do whatever the hell you're talking about, making a making like a like a like a list of favorites, like the greatest hits. <laughs> Is that what's going maybe, on? Maybe they have a side job and they do compilation videos. Maybe that's what they do. Well, as you can imagine, Twitter mania was running wild all over the Quebec ministry after that one. All kinds of people were posting comments. And one of the best ones that I saw was from a user named Sean Frazier. He said, now that's the COVID information we've all been looking for. God, oh, that that's terrible. Awesome. Well, there was COVID toe at the beginning. Maybe he got his links mixed up. How do you even make that? How? How? COVID how do you go thing. It was on the news. But how do you end up with a foot fetish Pornhub video? I don't know. Maybe he searched the wrong thing. Maybe he was searching for COVID toe. I don't know. Well, now that I know that you keep greatest hits lists and stuff like that. So you're heavy into social media. Have you ever posted the wrong photo, the wrong link, the wrong comment, anything that you'll admit to? on this podcast um i've accidentally done like in like nothing too major like where i've done like dumb mistakes but nothing too major uh i did i have sent the wrong text to people but that was more personal not on social media where i've posted anything i wasn't supposed to i'm very very like aware of that or at least i try to be good good well maybe if uh if you're ever looking for another gig the quebec ministry of health they might need to uh, to hire for a new social media manager we'll see what yeah. happens all right, let's move on to story number seven. Reported by Fox 13 out of Salt Lake City, Utah. You went to college, right? Like you've yes. got a, you're an educated girl. Yes. What was your major? Broadcast journalism. Of course it was. Of course it was. So in a way, this story, you might be able to kind of relate to an aspect of this story. Maybe. So Westminster College in Salt Lake City, it's a private liberal arts college. So that's kind of like, you know, broadcasting, artsy, right? Like, okay, like, yeah, yeah. So they're offering a new class. It's a two-credit elective, this class. Any idea what the topic is of this new two-credit elective at this uh, private liberal arts college in Salt Lake City? I'm going to go ahead and guess that it's one of those classes where they, like, worship a celebrity. And the celebrity gets, like, there's, like, courses. Like, you know, you can take a Taylor Swift course, a Lady Gaga course, and you can get credits for that. That's very fascinating. Well, I think the guy running the social media channel for the Quebec Ministry of Health is going to want to do this one because this course is all about hardcore porn. Wait, what? Hardcore oh, but porn. An, but in an educational way, right? The course, they now I'm reading all this off the course description because, Denise, I vet these stories. You know what I mean? I yeah. make sure they're real. The course will evaluate and discuss different aspects of pornographic movies. And the course description, this is, this is one of the, the lines that was in the course description. And this is real. 
They said, hardcore pornography is as American as apple pie and more popular than Sunday night football. No. That's what I it can, said? I could pass it if it was like a film class and you're learning how to shoot pornography or if you're trying to study the effects that pornography causes on society. I can see those two being a thing, but if you're promoting it as good as apple pie and getting more views than the NFL, this seems like it has bad intentions. Well, it, they did say that students are going to understand the impact of porn. They said that. Okay. They said that they're going to learn how to think critically about the influence of digital media culture, but they're going to do that by watching porn movies in a classroom setting. Okay. I'm going to say this. I'm not too against the idea. I'll, I'll be honest. Really? Only because of the, 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 if they're making sure to like study the impacts that porn has on society, then I think that's good. I, I like that. It gives you critical thinking. You get some argument goings. You know, there's a lot of topics I think that can be touched on in regards to that. Fascinating. If it was so, just like watching because you just want to have a good old time in class, then that's totally different. But if you're actually studying the effects that porn has on society, then I think it's an interesting class. Really? I probably would sign up for that class. Even though you're spending the classes actually watching hardcore porn. No, I mean, I'd be too embarrassed. So I probably wouldn't. So let's say that you're at a family function, right? Let, let's say that you decide, you know what, for my broadcasting degree, uh, a career, I really think this two course elective or two credit elective would really help me out. And let's say that you decide to sign up for porn class and you're at a family function and your uncle walks in the room and your uncle goes, hey, Denise, how's school going? And you say, oh, good, good. You know, things are going good. He goes, oh, yeah, what classes are you taking this semester? Are you going to tell him, oh, you know, on Tuesdays I got hardcore porn class? No, I would lie about it. I would say we're studying the impacts uh, that that film has on – I would reword it some way. I would not tell um, nobody in my family. Well, maybe I would tell my mom, my aunts, but not like anybody that was of the male kind because they would just take it the wrong way. But if I were to tell another woman, then I think it'd be okay. Very fascinating. So let's say that you, you had the class and, you know, I've got two kids, right? And and every every evening we have dinner, we sit around the dinner table and I'll look at my daughter. She's seven and I'll say, you know, baby, what'd you do in school today? So let's say that you took this two credit elective and you're sitting around the dinner table and mom says, hey, Denise, so how was school today? What'd you do? You'd be like, well, you know what? We uh, uh, we did a thing about fellatio for about 35 minutes. And then there was uh, like, what would you say? Okay, so this is why this does not pertain to me. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> My mom is on Twitter. She has seen oh. the inappropriate dick jokes that I've made on Twitter. Uh, she knows uh, sometimes she has heard some of the jokes that I make at family functions. And her reaction is, how is this even my daughter? Because my mom is polar opposite of me. She does not talk about anything that could be considered uh, PG-13 or R-rated or anything like that. She does not discuss that stuff. I do because like i'm just like see it as comedy we're gonna hook you up with a blue chew sponsorship <laughs> we're gonna do my it my mom has seen my blue chew jokes on twitter i mean granted she probably doesn't get half of them but she has <laughs> seen them she is actively on my twitter page awesome well now let's go from porn to a, to, a, to a completely different topic this is story number six and this is reported by the takeout.com so let's talk snack food denise let's go from porn to snack food all right. I remember you being into ranch dip. I remember yes. something about that. Are you a salty or a sweet girl? Um, I like both, but I think I go more for the sweets. Really? I have a okay. little bit of both. Honestly, I like everything. Okay. But if you had to pick, it'd be chocolate over potato chips? No, it'd be potato chips. So yeah, I think salty is more who I am. And what are your favorites when it comes to chips? 
hot Cheetos, hot Cheeto fries, flaming hot, uh, Cheeto puffs, Dorito nacho cheese, uh, all of them. You are the, perfect, the boring kind. You're, you're the perfect guest for this topic. I could not have picked a more perfect guest for this topic because my next question for you was going to be, do you like Cheetos? I love Cheetos, Cheeto puffs, the skinny Cheetos, the jalapeno cheddar. I love those. I love all the Cheetos. So did you know that in Germany, you can't get Cheetos? I wouldn't be surprised that? because they have ripoffs. They have like different, different brands, like knockoffs. Well, you haven't been able to get them since 1980 in Germany. And why do you think you can't get Cheetos in Germany since 1980? I'm going to say they're unhealthy. They're illegal. But why? There is a large food conglomerate out of Dusseldorf. They're called Snack, And they dominate the German market. And they own the trademark to a brand called Cheetos, spelled C-H-I-T-O-S. Cheetos. Joel, do you have that picture? that I gave you look at that Denise <laughs> they look good actually I would totally eat those well there, there, there's a there's a there's a little a little wrinkle to the story I'm going to tell you in a minute about this put that back up for a minute Joel so you see their brand Cheetos yes inner snack apparently they're very litigious and they will threaten legal action against any store in Germany that sells the other Cheetos like the real Cheetos and they'll threaten legal action on the grounds that it's too, it's too similar to their product and that it's a trademark violation. And there have been some stores in Germany, they attempt to sell the real Cheetos, but they hide the logo with like a sticker on the bag in order to try to get away with it. There was one shopkeeper, they tried putting stickers over the bag and the stickers kept on falling off. And so they actually ended up violating the trademark because they fell off and you could see it and they got fined 2,500 euros because you could see the other Cheetos brand. But here's where it gets weird. Any idea, and I know I leave it open-ended and I do that on purpose. Any idea how this story gets even weirder? So I already told you that Inner Snack, they own the, the, the race to the trademark Cheetos. I showed you a picture of the bag. How does this get a little weirder? I don't know. Are drugs involved? <laughs> no, but it's almost weird just differently. That bag I just showed you. Matter of fact, Joel, put it up one more time. That bag of Cheetos I just showed you, that doesn't actually exist. Wait, what do you mean? So they're not a real potato chip company? So that bag only exists on their homepage. You cannot actually buy those Cheetos in store or online. Apparently, they Photoshop that bag. So it's not real. And apparently, the way that they make their money is by trademark violations and fines and lawsuits and they have that up there as part of their ruse that they have a cheetos product when in reality they just have the trademark so why can't like cheetos the real cheetos sue them or something they, i don't they, know i well i think that their their trademark their trademark in germany probably supersedes any trademarks that uh whoever made cheetos probably supersedes whatever trademarks they'd have so in they germany. don't actually sell potato chips they don't sell Cheetos, C-H-I-T-O-S. Oh, okay. They have another brand. A matter of fact, I think whatever that other word was on the bag, that's the brand that they actually sell. But Cheetos, C-H-I-T-O-S, they don't actually sell. And here's where it gets, because this is this is kind of dirty the way they do it. They claim that they're, it's, they have a competing product and they don't. So the takeout.com reached out to Intersnack and Intersnack released a statement to them about this whole thing. And they said, the trademark protection for Cheetos is still valid and national campaigns with Cheetos, C-H-I-T-O-S, will soon be forthcoming, but nobody buys it. Nobody it's thinks they're actually going to release a, like a bag of their Cheetos. They're just saying that they're going to. 
I this story makes me really sad because they're just depriving the world, the germ, the Germans of Cheetos. And that's very depressing. Well, did you know that for the last number of years, and I don't want to get political on this podcast, but for the last number of years, Donald Trump hasn't actually been in real estate. Did you know that? Like he hasn't he hasn't actually been building buildings, Trump Towers. He's been making his money by licensing the Trump name to other building owners. Did you know that? I think I heard about that, but I didn't know too much about it, though. This is basically the same thing, kind of. So they're not actually creating Cheetos, Cheetos products. They're basically just saying, we own the brand. And so if you, if you screw with us, we're going to sue you. And that's basically how they're making their money. God, I need to come up with something like that to make money. But what would you come up? Give me some ideas. So it'd have to be like know. a Denise Salcedo brand, similar to a popular brand, because you want to have that brand confusion. You want people looking to buy. The I don't know. One. I do like Denny's, <laughs> but I spell hmm. it differently. Like Denise's, but to sound like Denny's. That's not a bad idea. But now what you have to do is you have to find a country where Denny's doesn't already have some kind of a presence because otherwise it's not going to yes. work. So you're going to have to find a place where that doesn't already exist. There you go. And then when they want to open a Denny's, I'm going to say you can't because that's Denise's. <laughs> Good to have aspirations. Good to have goals. I hope you follow through on it. Thank you. Thank let's you. Go, let's go to story number five. And this is reported by The Mirror. So do you like animals, Denise? Yeah, they're all right. <laughs> I'm not know. like a super animal advocate, but I love animals, but I'm not like a hardcore like animal person. I don't know if I if I heard a lot of sincerity in your voice on that one. Have you ever had a pet? Um, a long time ago, but it really wasn't my pet. It was more of the family pet, not really my pet. It was more the family pet. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever loved a pet or anything else for that matter? <laughs> so much that you would do absolutely anything to keep it. I don't want to reveal myself on here. But yeah, but my pet's not like really like a real pet. But it is counts. It, explain. What? What is it? What is it? My stuffed animal. He's a giraffe. His name is Tom G. I and love him he, to death and I would do anything for him, even okay. though he's just a little stuffed animal. But this is good because this fits right into the story. This is good. So you love Tom G so much that you would do anything for Tom G. Yes. Awesome. Okay. So you, you might be able to relate to this story. So there's a 49 year old woman out of London, England. Her name is Deborah Hodge, and she's been living at her current home for the last five years. And at one point she had a cat, the cat's name was Jamal and her landlord wanted her to get rid of it because he didn't want uh, pets in the premises. Like pets were not allowed. And so unfortunately she had no choice. She had to let Jamal go. Then she wanted another cat because she was kind of lonely. I guess she wanted another cat and she talked her landlord into letting her have another pet. And so she got another cat in 2017 named India and her and India got really close. India was in an accident at one point, lost a leg. They got really, really close, but then something happened. What happened was Deborah lost her job. And so now she's in a situation where she doesn't know if she's going to be able to pay the rent on time. And she knew that the landlord was going to get on her ass about the cat because now she didn't have as much leverage if she's not paying the rent on time. So she's afraid he's going to make me get rid of India. He made me get rid of Jamal, and now he's going to make me get India. What did she do in an effort to keep India? She killed the landlord. <laughs> she didn't kill the landlord. <laughs> your your answer is probably better than, like, funnier. What mean oh, not funnier? Better than the truth. killed the cat and then did, like, taxidermy so she could keep the cat, just not in its live status. She married the cat. Joel, do you have the picture? What? There it is. What? There you it can, is. You can do that? 
She had a ceremony conducted by a friend who's legally ordained. So the friend is legally ordained to do marriages. So they had a marriage ceremony. She had friends as witnesses. And so now under law as a married couple, she believes that the landlord cannot legally force her to get rid of India the cat. Wait, where is this at again? London, England. I'm sorry, but this lady is cuckoo. I cannot agree with this whatsoever. This is, this is, it's kind of gross actually, because now it makes me wonder, Look at that. what is she doing with that cat? Is there <laughs> something more here? I don't, it, it's kind of gross. And it's a female <laughs> cat, Denise. Uh, no, 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 I'm not for this whatsoever. I'm completely <laughs> anti this story. So here's a, here's a quote from Deborah Hodge. She said, by marrying India, I need any future landlords, because I think she's already planning to get booted out of the place. I need future landlords to know that we come as a package and we cannot be separated under any circumstances as she is as important to me as the children. She, India is as important to her as her kids, Denise. She couldn't just find another apartment building? Like, really, was it that hard? I she, guess I'm she, pretty sure she's not the only person in London with a cat. No, but I guess she loved where she lived, and I guess she loved the cat, and she had to figure out how the hell do I make these, th it's these two just things work. That if your mind goes to that place, like, hey, let me marry this cat for this to become legal, or for at least in her eyes to be legal, something tells me there's more to that story. You just well, don't go from, I need to keep this cat, I'm going to marry it so that it can happen. Something had to happen there. I'm almost afraid to ask this question because I already had you like dry heaving earlier, but do you think they consummated the marriage, Denise? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Why do you think it's so wrong and so inappropriate? I don't <laughs> know, but I really hope not because aren't there like animal laws that say don't like do it with your animal? Bestiality. Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm totally and completely anti against that. I think it's so gross. I don't even want to know about it. Are you sure? I'm sure. Okay. Okay. Well, we're in the home stretch. After this, go to kynextra.com for our after show. It's called 321. Very creative because we do the last three, three stories. So it's 321. Go there and we're going to discuss the top three news stories of the week. But now it's time for story number four, Denise. Okay. Reported, reported by the Arizona Daily Independent. Have you ever experienced racism on a personal level or witnessed a racist act? I would say not so extreme as maybe some other people might have. Okay, good, good. Like so you haven't things. had to you haven't had to deal with too many issues. What about uh, this? Isn't related to racism, but what about like as a as a woman? I'm sure you've probably dealt with issues as a woman, right? I've done with tons of sexism and all of that and like really creepy men being like, oh, sweetie, can you move? And they're all like touching me and stuff. Ugh. Where the hell is that happening? Oh, oh, it's a thing. And this bothers me so much. So I used to work as a brand ambassador. So I would cover multiple events and I am a very social person and I have to be out there talking to people, bringing them in and teaching them about the brands. Right. So always men, whenever they wanted to move me out of their way, like pretend this is my body, they would put their hands there and be like, oh, sweetie, excuse me, can you move? And I'm like, nobody ever does that to my fiance. I've never seen anybody. Oh, sweetie, can you move? Putting their hands on him and this only happens to women i've only seen it happen to me and to women all the time it drives me nuts stop doing that very people. interesting when, when my daughter gets older because she's only seven when she gets older number one she's going to have a thing of mace on her keychain that's number one number two i'm going to tell her about eyes balls eyes balls weak areas on a man oh yeah those those three things my daughter's gonna gonna be very educated about but i'm getting off topic let me get back to the story so 
the PTA involved in an elementary school out in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's called, I hope I'm not mispronouncing this, Hoppy Elementary. They hired a DJ for a charity auction, right? So they're having the PTA is having a charity auction. They want to raise some money and they hired a DJ for it. Two members of the Scottsdale Unified School District. One of them, his name is Stuart Roden, and the other, her name is Jill Lassen. They were outraged, Denise. They were outraged. They were mad. They asked the PTA, how could you possibly allow a DJ to appear at a charity auction wearing blackface? How could you possibly allow a DJ to be at a school charity function wearing blackface? And one of the men, Scott Roden, one of the guys that complained, he's a black man himself. And he's an instructor at Arizona State University. He's a member of Scottsdale's Unified Equity and Inclusion Committee. So he was pissed off, Denise. He's upset. And then Ms. Lassen, the, the lady, she describes herself as an ardent community volunteer, activist, and ally to the LGBTQ community. So she wasn't going to stand for it, Denise. Not going to stand for this. And she sent an email to the head of the PTA about the incident. There was a problem. Any idea what it was? No, because so far the story seems like printing like normal somebody would write a letter because they're angry okay but i don't know what could happen next so the dj his name is coco kim hunter he wasn't actually wearing blackface because he was actually in fact a black man denise joel put up the picture there he is second from thought, the right and they thought he was like oh a my white God. guy they thought it was a white guy wearing blackface when it was actually a black human being so Ms. Lassen, she apologized to the PTA. Mr. Roden, he posted a response on Facebook. And keep in mind that Mr. Roden is a black man himself. He posted a response on Facebook, and he was kind of trying to justify his accusation a little bit. Like he didn't – you know how sometimes some people don't like to apologize? They don't like to say, I was wrong, I'm sorry. So here's what Mr. Roden said, and I don't know if Joel has the quote, but if not, we'll put it up uh, in post. He said, let me be clear. A black man apparently in blackface. So now he thinks it's a black guy in blackface, Denise. He said a black man apparently in blackface is an entirely different discussion than a white person. However, I did not state that the person was white. It was assumed that that was my intent, and perhaps it was. But nonetheless, looking on his Facebook page, it seems at the very least he's a darker makeup, if not blackface. Or if I'm completely mistaken, it's the lighting of the patio. So he didn't want to come right out and say I was wrong. He was trying to suggest, well, it was a black guy in blackface. It was just a, a black guy, Denise. This That's is, what it was. This depresses me because I cannot believe people would be that stupid. I don't know if we're allowed to curse on here, but that absolutely, is the absolutely. stupidest thing I've ever heard. And this guy should just come out. He, if I were him, I would delete my entire social media presence because – that was just so stupid. I'm sorry. It was so bad. Like, how could you? Wh wh what? Like, where are these people? Like, what are they thinking in Scottsdale, their head? Scottsdale, Arizona. Scottsdale, Arizona. I mean, I, I, I don't. I, I can't even formulate it into words. I legitimately <laughs> like. It makes me wonder. Do they not? I've never. I haven't been to this area in Arizona, but they had they never seen a black person before. But then the guy that was black, right? This doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't know. This is why I created this platform. This is why I know your news exists because of shit like this. And here's the thing. There were a lot of photos and video footage from that charity auction. Like there were a lot. It's not like they had one picture of him with those other people that we showed you. There was a whole bunch of photos and a whole bunch of video. How for one second 
Do you think that that's a, a guy wearing blackface? Like, how, for one second, how do you think that that's possible? I, I don't I don't know. Like, it really baffles me, and it really depresses me that there are people out there in this society walking around, marrying their cats, and confusing blackface <laughs> and all of this. Like, it, it's very depressing to me. Uh, you make me love that I'm doing this, Denise. You make me love that I'm doing like, it. I've lost my faith in humanity. <laughs> so That's it. That is it for uh, No Use Tonight. I want to thank Denise Salcedo for joining us. Denise, tell the people, what are you doing and where can they find you? I'm definitely not marrying my cat. You won't be finding me doing that. That's for sure. Um, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo, where I chat about wrestling. And now that makes that world seem way more normal than what we discussed here. And Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Awesome. That'll do it for Know Your News tonight. Head on over to KYNExtra.com. We're going to do 321. We're going to talk about the top, new, uh, top three news stories of the week. Denise, thanks for the time. This was awesome. Thank you. I had a great time. <laughs>